Yo, what is the Upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast, the weekly recap show where I go through all of the major shows on WWE and AEW, give you the rundown on what happened, what's going on. If there's any worthwhile matches to go check out, I'll let you know about it. But not everybody has friggin' 700 hours to watch wrestling every week except me. So I might as well do uh, something with all that useless wrestling knowledge and share it with everybody and, and all that great stuff. So let's start out with Monday Night Raw. They were in Baston, Massachusetts this week. show starts off. Paul Heyman telling Jimmy and Solo to retry the same plan from last week to get friggin' their brother Jay in line, get him back in, in order. Jimmy says, yeet, yet again. That is, he loves to say that. And we got a match. It is Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa with Jimmy Uso, yeet. Solo dominates the match until he doesn't. So Jimmy comes in, Solo gets DQ'd. Okay match. I mean, really lame finish. I don't know if any of these guys have had like a clean win in a while without someone interfering with it. So kind of seeing that coming from a mile away. Solo and Jimmy beat down Kevin Owens, about to put him through a table until Sami Zayn runs down to save his friend, Kevin Owens. Is he his friend yet? Sami offers a hand to Kevin Owens, but Kevin refuses it. Oh, boo. Don't worry, Sami. He's going to come along. He'll, he, you guys will be best friends in no time. Just, just let it simmer a little bit. So, we move on. It is Bobby Lashley. He wants uh, Bray Wyatt to fight him like a man. Uh, an okay promo. I mean, uh, not not a lot really said there. And Bobby, not known for, for being a good promo, but at least he's not a bad promo anymore. We got Carmella. She's getting interviewed by Byron Saxton. Chelsea Green shows up. Mella wants her to be in her corner for her match. So, their relationship continues to blossom into a beautiful friendship. And I really like what they're doing with this. I, I love the pairing of Carmella and Chelsea Green, especially when they're annoying Adam Pierce. That I, I dig that a lot. Now we got Bianca Belair versus Carmella with Chelsea Green in her corner, of course. So Chelsea dis- distracts the referee. Bianca attacks Chelsea and eats a head kick from Carmella. Be- uh, Belair fights back in- and hits a KOD for the W right here. Solid match. Um... Green and Mella beat down the champ after Asuka comes out for the save. She spits the blue mist into Chelsea's eyes. She freaks the hell out. And then Belair and Asuka have a really long, kind of awkward stare at each other. Looking at the WrestleMania sign. I mean, the crowd is semi, semi excited about it. I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty decent match on paper. Asuka versus Belair. It's just, again, over and over again. The women's division just really hasn't been popping all that much. I mean... I really like that Lita and Trisha showed up lately. Um, yeah, I mean, Bianca Belair, they, I don't know. She just kind of has lost a little bit of the heat lately. I'm still a huge fan of her. I think the match is going to be solid, but I don't know how much hype there is really uh, uh, going into it. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes once we get to WrestleMania. Now Sami Zayn is trying again to convince Kevin Owens to join forces to take out the bloodline. And Kevin Owens says, no way, Jose. He ain't going to do it. Good little chat backstage right here. I like this little segment. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. The Miz now is in the ring to moderate a face-to-face between Logan Paul and Seth freaking Rollins. So Logan Paul comes out, gives the cold shoulder to Miz on the handshake. That was freaking hilarious. Miz is just baffled. He's like, oh my god, he just completely ignored me. Seth, dressed like a candy cane, makes his entrance. Boston singing the hell out of Seth's song. Got to give Boston props for that. But, I mean, everyone does it. So, no, I'm not going to give them props. Logan tells them to shut the hell up. 
Not, that made me laugh. That got me good. I'll give him a thumbs up. Good job, Logan Paul. Seth wants to get it on right here, right now, but Logan will not do it for free, and especially in a dump like Boston. I mean, he said it. He said it. Don't boo me. Boo. Boo Logan Paul. Miz claims he can take, he can make a match for them at WrestleMania. Apparently, he has that power because he is the host. I don't know about that, but Seth goes, oh, yeah? Yeah? You gonna do that? So, uh, he tosses the Miz out of the ring because he's just not buying his baloney. Logan jumps Seth. They brawl just a little bit. Then Logan drops Seth with a big old haymaker. Logan says, bye-bye, bitch, returning the that jab at Seth Rollins from last week. Logan still has some, like, work to do on his promos. You can still see, like, he's not finding the cameras. Just little things that, with time, he can easily tweak those things. And, man, not not too bad at all. I mean, I thought he did a pretty good job with the Boston crowd. And, um, yeah, man, he's he's still got work to do. But I think he's actually pretty decent at this. I thought this was a good segment. You know, I, I'm as a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, I always get a kick whenever people make fun of the city of Boston. So I, I'm going to have to take that and give that a thumbs up. Now we move to the almost versus MVP. No, not versus MVP. That would be semi-entertaining, I guess. But almost with MVP will be fighting Dolph Ziggler. I mean, just why? Why are we doing this? Is it some sort of sick joke? Is this is this just torturous? I don't know who in, in the backstage ha- believes in this man. I just, I don't understand it. Um, they have a match anyway. Uh, they have made almost versus Lesnar. That match is apparent is now official for WrestleMania. So, oh boy, my eyes are going to be bleeding watching that one again. Just why? Why do we? Why are we doing this? So Mustafa Ali is to blame to uh, getting Dolph Ziggler this absolutely phenomenal match that's going to make him look like a million bucks. Oh, what do you mean that this match sucked and was over in like three seconds? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Just uh, just another basically wasting of, I don't know, five minutes or so. Just just pointless. Thumbs over. Thankfully, it was over fast. I'll, I'll give them that. But still, just doesn't need to, just doesn't need to exist. Ugh, speaking of doesn't it need to exist, I don't know. That's kind of cruel. Maximum male models. They're chirping Baron Corbin into oblivion backstage. Um, Monse or whatever his name is, he goes like, you a bunch. It was actually pretty funny. It made me chuckle, so I'll give him a thumbs up for that. Maxine tells Corbin if he can win a match for once, she will consider letting him join. Now we got Paul Heyman. He's warning Jimmy that if he doesn't get Jay back in line by the end of the week... Roman is going to be super duper upset. So you better get it done, man. And we got a match at his Finn Balor with the Judgment Day versus Johnny Gargano with Dexter Loomis. Rhea distracts the referee. Finn takes over. He's about to hit the coup de gras. Edge music hits. Everyone waits for Edge to show up. They're waiting for him. They're looking up at the stage. And he sneaks up behind Finn Balor, pushes him off the top rope. Gargano hits the springboard DDT for the W. An okay match. I mean, not very long ago, maybe a couple years ago, this would have been like an absolute dream match for me. Right now, I don't know. Just I don't think Johnny Gargano's working on the main roster. Don't really like the pairing of him and Dexter Loomis. But uh, And Finn Balor, I don't know, man. I've never really been all that big of a fan of his in the WWE. This Judgment Day gimmick for him might be the, the best, my favorite thing that he's done in a long time. I didn't get to see a whole lot of the, the what do you call it, the demon Finn Balor. So, uh, yeah, right now I think J- the Judgment Day thing is, has been pretty damn good for him. Anyway, Edge hits a spear on Finn, adding even more fuel for, for their rivalry. So this has been going on for a very, very long time. This long rivalry. 
Uh, I'm hoping we're going to get a conclusion here at WrestleMania. Uh, we also get an announcement for uh, the King and Queen of the Ring tournament that is going to be taking place in May. So I've, I, I'm honestly have never been a fan of the King of the Ring tournament. I like tournaments, but the problem is when the 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 winner of the tournament like it never works out for them. Rarely does anyone get an actual any benefit out of winning this King of the Ring tournament. Most of the it's just it's just bad, man. A lot of time, like the crown, no one since Booker T has been able to get a king gimmick over. So, I don't know. I think they should just give give them a trophy. Don't give them a king gimmick or something like that. Like that's what they have to do. Seventy five percent of the time, they get forced into this really bad king gimmick, and uh, yeah, it just doesn't work out a lot of the time. So. Hopefully they can, like, they re- they're really good at tournaments, man. Like, the Cruiserweight Open was phenomenal. So a lot of those tournaments have been really good. So, I'm looking forward to it, but it is King of the Rings, so my expectations aren't super-duper high for that. Now we got Nikki Cross with Candice LeRae versus Piper Niven. Piper hits a really sloppy-looking slam for the W. Uh, I-, I love Nikki Cross and Piper Niven, but no. Just no. Thumbs down. We got Boogs. He's trying to lift a fucking huge truck in the back he gets absolutely terrified by elias he shrieks like a girl love it thumbs up for that elias tells boogs to go ask bronson uh, for a fight boogs must have misheard him because now bronson's like looking over at elias like what fuck you say he comes over and he's like we're gonna have a fight so uh doesn't work out for elias i i love this segment so far i'm really really liking the pairing of elias and boogs it's a Going well so far, they're quite entertaining. Thumbs up for this segment. Now we got the the best part of the show. Fucking John Cena is back home. He is back in Massachusetts. He is in Baston. Before freaking John Cena can even get a word out, Austin Theory interrupts the moment. Oh my god. It has happened, everybody. Theory asks for a match against John Cena for the United States Championship at WrestleMania. Oh my god, I've been asking for this forever. And John Cena says no. Wait, sorry, what? What'd he say? He said no. What do you mean he said no? John Cena says that nobody cares about Austin Theory because nobody believes in him. And, dude, when I say John Cena cuts Theory down to the bone, I mean he absolutely buries Austin Theory alive, just taking him to fucking school right here. Oh my god, dude. Um, Cena cuts Theory down. Theory fires back. He goes right at John Cena's bald spot. I mean, going for the low-hanging fruit. Everyone knows that John's going bald. He eats it like breakfast. He takes it like a champion right on the chin. Cena absorbs that. Calls out Theory for having crowd noise added to his matches because no one cares. I mean, I fucking... My jaw... I was like, oh my god. Like, wow. What a fucking chirp. I'm dying. Thumbs up for that. John Cena asked Boston if they want the match, John Cena versus Austin Theory. They go absolutely freaking nuts. Like, John Cena is showing Austin Theory how to control a crowd right here. And, oh my god, masterclass. Absolute masterclass right here. And, of course, we all want it. John Cena gives it to us. Oh my god, dude. John Cena, dude. That was fucking cruel. That was savage. That was amazing. That might have been one of the best freaking promos I've ever seen from John Cena. And that's saying a lot because John Cena has made a fucking legendary career out of amazing promos. And this was just out 
freaking rages, dude. I loved it. I mean, Theory had barely a fucking word to say. All he got in there was, like, the bald comment. It was good. But that just set John off, and he just destroyed him. If you, have, if you haven't seen it yet, just go watch the ending of, of Theory's career, because that shit was a pure burial. Austin is going to have to give everything, everything in that match. Like, John has set it up for him that... Oh, buddy, he is going to have to deliver a phenomenal performance for him to uh, to get out of that talking to unscathed. I mean, that is tough. That is tough on theory right there. We'll see if he can put his money where his mouth is. And I've been believing in this guy for a while. And um, I didn't expect John to take this route with Austin. But um, it could make this dude a superstar. So we'll have to wait and see. This is a double thumbs up promo segment right here. I, I loved it. You got to check this shit out if you haven't seen it already. Unbelievable. Now we got Chad Gable with Otis versus Baron Corbin. Uh, Corey with a really, really funny line. He says, Baron's only a goatee away from success because he's talking about bald people and how bald people, they always end up with a goatee at some point or another. So that made me laugh pretty good. So that was hilarious. And then Chad locks in an ankle lock, makes Baron tap out, and yet another loss for Baron Corbin. Mediocre match overall. Just, yeah, not a lot to say. Miz and Maurice do a Top Gun parody, and it sucked. Um, I have a kind of a hot take when it comes to the new Top Gun movie. I'm not going to go as far to say that it sucked. I just did not enjoy it very much at all. And I, I did not like this parody. It, it was weak, man. Not very creative, not funny. And um, fuck, man, these have been disappointing. Like, these should be the easiest things for them to do. Just parody a movie. Like, it's really not that hard. And this was weak as hell. Thumbs down. Now we got the new women's tag team champions, Becky and Lita. They are in the ring, and they bring out, it is Trish Stratus. She comes out, uh, they thank her for her help, and then Damage Control interrupt. They talk some trash. Trish asks for a trio match at WrestleMania. Bailey accepts, even though Damage Control look at her like, what the fuck, what the fuck are you doing? Anyway, they all brawl a little bit. Pretty standard stuff right here. And yeah, uh, as I was expecting, we're going to have that trios match at WrestleMania. It's going to be, should be fun. I think it's just, I don't think it's going to be like a an over, over the top, crazy, technical, amazing wrestling. It's just going to be like nostalgia to see Trish and Lita back in there fighting at WrestleMania. I think it's more, more about that. Should be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be at least good. I, I'm hoping it won't be bad. It's Lita and Trish. I, I, they haven't wrestled in a while, but they're still, they still got it. They still got it. Now it's time for the main event. It is Jimmy Uso with Solo Sokoa versus Sami Zayn. Ref, ref kicks out Solo Sokoa pretty early. That's great. Jay makes his way through the crowd uh, to cheer on his bro, so he's got another guy in his corner. Sammy immediately rolls up Jimmy for the W. Uh, thanks, big bro. You, uh, you interrupted me and you made me lose my match. Uh, it was an okay match. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Just not not a very not much good wrestling. Wrestling was definitely not the focus on this show right here. A lot of interference and storyline stuff. Anyway, Roman's going to be pissed. Roman's going to be so pissed. You guys, you blew it again. The Usos stare off with each other in the ring. Jay walks away from his brother. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. What's going on? Jay goes over to Sammy. They hug it out. Sammy telling Jimmy that it is not too late, man. Join us and we can we can take out Roman. We can make everything better. But then, Jay kicks Sammy in the face. No. Oh, no. The Usos gang up and attack 
uh, poor Sami Zayn, and then Cody Rhodes runs down for the save. Fuck, man. Oh, they got me good right there. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I thought. I thought they were gonna fucking team up with Sammy. I thought we were gonna pull that trigger, and no, it looks like they're prolonging this um, this storyline. And now the Usos look like they're back in full force, back on the same page with Roman, and and fully against Sammy Zayn again. So shit. Now more than ever, Sammy Zayn needs Kevin Owens. So I don't know about that, man. Uh, pretty pretty awesome segment after uh, the match here. The match, like I said, was not that good, but after it was pretty good. Not they barely said any words a lot was being said with all the emotions and just staring at each other like such a long rivalry so i thought they did a really good job there with all the emotions so thumbs up for that and that's the show man uh mostly i would call this a wrestlemania fluff up show um not much for exciting wrestling lots of predictable gaga Almost and Lesnar is official. This just ext- just makes me upset, man. Like it's just gonna be bad. But fuck, who knows? Maybe maybe it is the surprise of WrestleMania. Maybe they got something crazy planned. Who knows? Uh, promos and segments throughout the show were mostly pretty darn good. The Seth and Logan stuff was was better than I think most people expected. Uh, time and again, I think Logan Paul keeps kind of proving everybody wrong. If he could just kind of stick with it a little bit more if he wants to become full-time i think it could work out uh he 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 will draw a lot of eyes to the company and uh, a lot of heat for sure um cena with one of the most savage promos i have seen in a long time that was incredible um theory poor theory man i don't i don't know what theory is going to do after that he didn't look good in that segment man like john cena Oh my god, <laughs> you gotta check it out, dude. It was absolutely ridiculous. And then another twist added to the Bloodline Sami Zayn story leads me to believe now that I don't really know what the fuck is gonna happen to WrestleMania. Like, the way that this is going, like, is Sami and Kevin gonna end up, like, helping Cody at WrestleMania? A lot of people don't think even Cody Rhodes is gonna win now, so I don't know. I think they're doing a good job at making us like that's the way it should be that's when you've done it well when you don't really know who is going to win you go in there like i have no idea who's going to win this one that's ex- that's what you want you don't want to go in there's like obviously roman's gonna win so so far so good with that i, I still don't have any i have no idea what's gonna happen at wrestlemania but yeah not the best show six out of ten skippable matches man nothing really special there but you gotta check out that cena promo it was it was excellent and now we move on to NXT 2.0. Um, uh, this is Roadblock, by the way. So it's it's not really a pay-per-view. They just kind of give it a... It's, it's yeah, you know, it's got a different name. So it's that. We go to the Don, uh, to, the Don Tony D'Angelo with Stakes versus Dijak in the Jailhouse match. So this has no rules. The objective is to put your opponent in the cage and lock it. Dijak starts off throwing a chair. It misses Tony, but it nails stacks. That that made me giggle. We got a big old choke slam onto the chairs by Jai, by Dijak. Tony is put on a table. That bitch just barely hangs on. They put Tony gets on there. It cracks a little bit. It's like it's bending, but it holds in just long enough that they can get the big old uh, top rope elbow drop from Dijak. Thumbs up for that. Good job, table. You hung in there just long enough. That would have been extremely embarrassing. Tony won't close the door on Stax to win the match. Family first, baby. Stax repays the favor, sacrifices his own body, preventing Dijak from closing the door on Tony. 
the the Don pulls out a crowbar. Of course he does. He goes to town on Dijak, like literally just beating the fuck out of him with it. Closes the cage for a huge W right here. Hell yeah. Oh man, I knew that Tony would be good in a no DQ brawl. That's when when I watch him, I just he doesn't really have a whole lot of technical stuff to his wrestling, so he's more of a brawler. So a no DQ match where he can get some weapons in there. Oh yeah, he much better, much better uh, match right there. I enjoyed uh, stacks and Tony protecting each other throughout. So I like that family element. You do me one, I I got you back next. So that's good. Uh, Tony snapping the dislocated finger of Dijak. So Dijak dislocated his finger like one or two weeks ago. It was freaking disgusting. And Tony was playing around with that. So good use of, of that. It's a pretty nice high spots in this match. And of course, another really strong performance from my boy Dijak. Good match. Seven and a half out of ten. We got Briggs and Kiana backstage. Or uh, Briggs is talking to Kiana for Jensen like he said he would. Briggs is talking up Jensen hard, you know, selling his boy, doing his thing. Dude, did a good job. Now, Gallus, they speak in some sort of mysterious language. I think it's called Scottish. I'm not really sure. Pretty deadly up here on the upper stage thingy. They tell Gallus they've ruined their lives. It's a little bit dramatic, but okay, I get it. Gallus invite Pretty Deadly to come take the belts. To their delight, Pretty Deadly actually come down and try to take the belts. Wolfgang goes Wolfman on them, and uh, Pretty Deadly escape just barely. They only got a little bit of a whooping. And a funny segment right here. I'm loving, absolutely loving the outrageous accent of, of Wolfgang. He's like going all in with it. Like, they're, they're, he's making it so that you don't understand him that well. It's part of the gimmick, and I love it. So thumbs up for that. Good segment. We got a six-man tag team match. It is Indushare with with gender because he's not Indushare. It is Indushare and gender. Nobody can hinder the gender. I said it. There you go. Versus the Creed Bros and Braun Breaker. Got a a nice triple dive from the Creeds and Braun uh, early on in the match. I thought that was pretty nicely done. Thumbs up for that. Got some weird botch thing here. Braun and Brutus, they like fall off the apron trying to pick up Sangha. I, I don't know. It had to have been a botch because everyone looked confused it didn't look good, man. It didn't look good at all. Creed's with a Brutus Ball thing. They pin and win. Sloppy match. Um, it was okay, but yeah, so far, man, this the Indusher and Jinder thing. I don't know why. Like, I understand why they put Jinder on with them. I don't. It. I don't know. I, I don't think it, it's really working. Um, I, not Sangha, the other guy, uh, Veer. Veer. That dude's good. I like that guy. He's he's a good wrestler. He's good, really athletic. He can get some good height. But, um, yeah, so far, not really into Indusher. It's still early, so, uh, but so far, nah, not great. Now we got the Grayson Waller effect with his best buddy, HBK, Shawn Michaels, baby. So Shawn wants to know why Waller hates him so damn much. Waller claims that Shawn is holding him back. Just kind of, he's, remi- he's, he's reminded of Vince McMahon and uh, Shawn Michaels' relationship back in the early days of Shawn Michaels' career. And he feels like Shawn is doing the same thing that Vince did to him back in the day, holding back his career, which is not good. So Waller's pissed. Shawn tries to reason with Waller, but fuck, good luck with that. Waller wants a match with HBK at Stand and Deliver. Oh my, oh my God, are they going to do it? Shawn is super duper humbled, but... He has someone else in mind. It is Johnny Gargano. Oh my goodness. So Johnny Gargano is back in NXT, I hope. Uh, looks like it. The crowd goes banana. Johnny chases out Waller. Crowd is, like I said, fucking amped as hell to see Johnny back where he belongs. Good segment right here. I thought for a moment there that Sean was actually going to wrestle. 
freaking Grayson Waller. I mean, probably would have been good, but uh, I really... Like, I, I can't stop thinking about the last time Shawn Michaels was in the ring at that Saudi Arabia show. It was fucking terrible. And I just I just want him to stick with his promise. He said when he's done, he's done. He is not going back to wrestle anymore. He, he's come back once, but don't do it again, Shawn. Don't do it. Anyway, uh, I wish the they would ditch the whole very fake cheesy comment scrolling thing that they have for the Grayson Waller effect. They're like, oh... Grayson Waller fan 37 says, oh man, so excited about Grayson Waller effect tonight. It's like, people don't fucking, like, why are you commenting that during the Grayson Waller effect? It's bad, man. I don't like it. Take it away. And we got a match. It is Gigi Dolan versus JC Jane. Dolan hits a um, an interesting slam, pins and wins. Uh, I'm honestly quite underwhelmed. What the fuck was that? Uh, Jane being a sore loser, they, she attacks Gigi. Referees pour out in time to prevent some serious damage. Uh, they're adding more heat to the rivalry, but uh, looking for a much better match than that next time. I think this one was more about just really, I guess, solidifying Jane as the heel and Gigi as the babyface. I already thought we established that, but I guess they're really driving it home at this point. So looking for a grudge match next time. So do better. We got Jensen is super amped that Briggs talked to Kiana. He calls Jensen, or uh, she calls Jensen. He walks away. Henley has a plan for Kiana next week. So, again, honestly, not that interested in the storyline whatsoever. So, it's just not really doing much for me. Braun Breaker comes out to the ring to call out Carmelo Hayes for a match at Stand and Deliver. These two have been looking to fight each other for quite some time. Melo comes out. He accepts. As long as the title is on the line, that is a done deal, son. Pretty solid segment right here, and I'm I'm looking forward to this match. I mean, Carmelo Hayes, he can generally, I would say for the most part, have a pretty darn good match. Braun Breaker, pretty kind of boring at this point, just does the same thing over and over again. Hoping for a good chemistry between these two, a good mix of styles, so we'll see how it goes. Thea Hale, she is taking breathing, breathing lessons with Tyler Bate, uh, kind of like that. Duke doesn't buy into the whole meditation deal. He walks off all pissed off. So, uh, again, the cracks are starting to form and chase you. I don't like it. Uh, speaking of not like it, I got I to gotta watch Gacy with Schism versus Mr. Chase with Chase U. Ava creeps on Chase U ever so slightly, and this just sets off Thea. She bolts at, at Ava to scream in her face. Chase U eats a lariat. Gacy pins and wins. A pretty solid match. Good selling here from Gacy. I mean, yeah, it's just, I don't like the whole, I don't like their gimmick. It's stupid. Mr. Chase and Thea celebrate uh, that she conquered her fear fear of Ava, so yelling at her, so they're celebrating that, even though they lost. So Duke is pissed off about that. Duke is just flipping that they're, uh, they keep losing and they're celebrating about it. So he fucking storms off again. But, I mean, he's got a really good point. So, you don't want to celebrate being a good move when you just lost the match. So, I don't know. I'm waiting for this whole breakdown to happen at any week now. It's going to happen. Now, Wesley wants to announce yet another open challenge for his North American title. Axiom says he will be the first man to the ring next week. So, I kind of like that. I hope they keep that as kind of a running gag where they have all the men kind of fighting uh, to get out to the ring first. That was pretty good. So, Axiom claims he's going to be the first guy in there next week. So, that could be a damn good match right there. Now, it is time for our main event. It is the final boss, Mako Satamira versus Roxanne Perez for the... Oh, how dare you? 
pardon about that. That was a phone call that I did not answer. Anyway, let's get into the match. Roxanne Perez defends her title. The NXT Women's Championship, to be to be exact. So, right out of the gate, I noticed Perez looks fucking petrified. She looks so nervous. She looks like she's shaking out of her boots. The match begins. The veteran is smacking around Perez and laying in those legendary stiff shots, man. You know, the, the kicks are just mm, so thunderous. Thumbs up for that. Perez botches the pop rocks on the outside. Good recovery there. Mako blasts Perez in the neck with a nice kick. Thumbs up for that. Perez counters a kick, rolls up the final boss to retain her championship. Really good match, man. Strong performance from the champ. She took a real whooping from the final boss, and she kept fighting back. Good selling from her. I thought I thought it was a well-done match, and I really liked that. The confidence on the final boss all throughout the match, a big smile on especially at the beginning. I don't I feel like she was kind of smiling, like almost kind of laughing at Perez because she looks so freaking nervous. And Satamura's been wrestling for fu- like I don't know the exact number, but a very long time. So she's very, very comfortable in the situation. So I think she was just having a really good time at the beginning, and I really, really like that. So after the match ends, oh, that's a seven and a half out of ten, by the way. That's a very good match. Perez cla- uh, collapses after the match. She needs medical attention. They're doing the whole serious thing. The commentators aren't saying anything. It's all quiet. HBK and Booker T run to check on her, and that is how the show ends. So, uh, good show this week. I liked it. Uh, good wrestling. Uh, I, th- I like the Thea Hale thing. I like her character development over the last little while here. She's actually been one of one of the high points for me personally on NXT. I really, really like her character. How she's been this freaking just insane, over the top, crazy girl. But I think she's starting to form into a quality talent in the ring as well. So I've been really digging that. Good show overall. Seven out of ten. And now we go over to the land of AEW. They just had a big weekend just coming off of the big Revolution pay-per-view. So let's see what they got. Dynamite in Sacramento this week. So that's cool. Starting off with Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. I swear to God, these guys have fought 400,000 times. This is for the All-Atlantic Championship. All extra members of both sides. No best friends. No freaking Sanjay Dutt. Thank God. No interference in this match. Thumbs up for that. Commentary's mics, for some reason, connect to, like, the PA in the arena. And uh, Tony Schiavone says some stuff. And then Taz, being Taz, is like, I'm a ghost or some shit. I don't know. It was freaking hilarious. I love Taz so much, man. He is a national treasure. Anyway, back to the match. Lethal with a solid, I don't know, 59 elbows to the knee of Orange Cassidy. Just really, really working that knee. (laughs) I mean, really working it. And then uh, Lethal works Orange's knee pretty much the whole match. But it's uh, Jay Lethal's shoulders that ends up giving out on him. This allows Orange Cassie to hit hit the big punch for the W right here. Uh, very nice opening match. I like the story that they told. Uh, Jay Lethal's shoulder versus Orange Cassidy's knees. Surprisingly, the shoulder gave out. You know, that, that caught me off guard. But uh, a good match, even though we've seen these two fight a hundred times. Seven out of ten. And here comes the nanigans. It's Jay Lethal attacks Cassidy's knee. Or sorry, it is not Jay Lethal. It is J-A-R-R-R-E-T-R. Ah, fuck. I oh, screw that one up. Anyway, 
Jeff Jarrett comes down and smashes Cassidy's leg with the guitar. He escapes before the best friends can get down and beat the crap out of him. We now move to Ricky Starks. He's cutting a promo in the ring. He's in a great mood. He's taken out Jericho Appreciation Society. So what is next for Ricky Starks? It's Juice Robinson, baby. That is what's next. He attacks Ricky Starks. So, yeah, I mean, I was kind of hoping for maybe Switchblade to make an appearance here. But Juice Robinson is fine. Uh, I'm Well, yeah, should be fine. Should be good. Wardlow apparently is feeling a little bit frisky. He wants his match against Powerhouse to be a Falls Count Anywhere match. Y- yes, yes, let us do that, Wardlow. I like your thinking. And we got Ruby Soho. She's getting interviewed by Renee. Ruby is really salty about all the times she's been booed in the past, getting beaten up by Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. She calls out her opponent. Good promo right here for uh, Ruby Soho. And a solid explanation. I mean, I don't really remember those things, but uh, in the past, I mean, she's holding on to those losses. She's holding on to all those times that she was booed in the past. So I I like the idea of her going um, heel right here. So yeah, pretty good. Now she has a match against Sky Blue, who she was calling out earlier. So uh, we have the match. Ruby is fighting dirty all throughout. A few solid comebacks for Sky Blue, but Ruby hits the no future for the W. A fine match. Now, Ruby and her new buddies, Tony and Soraya, they do the spray paint thing to Sky Blue. And then Willow Nightingale makes her appearance. She runs down, and she wants to get spray painted as well. She doesn't want to miss out on all the action. So both women get spray painted, and the embarrassment levels are extremely high. Now, we got a black and blue hangman just beaten down from his from his ridiculous death match with John Moxley. He apologizes to Renee for doing what he did to her husband and uh thanks John Moxley for the match, I guess. Uh I don't really like this from Hangman. I mean, at times he's super intense and and out of control and then he does stuff like this where he's like apologizing for beating the shit out of someone like no dude that's your job you did your job you won you should be proud of that so yeah i don't i don't like this promo right here for hangman just kind of turns off all that intensity and heat that he just built in that match so thumbs down for this not not no just no and uh, now we got a good promo from MJF. He claims the reign of terror has just begun. So a little jab right there to Triple H. Uh, if you know, you know. And I like this promo. Good little promo from the champ. after. This is uh, right after his match. The 60-minute Iron Man match he has. So again, he's all sweaty. He's bleeding. And he cuts a really good promo right here. I really like that. Thumbs up. Now, FTR is getting interviewed. We're on an interview, fucking interview fest right here. Uh, he's They're getting interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Crowd is going absolutely banana for FTR. Really, really going crazy. They needed a break, uh, they claim, but they're happy to be back in the wrestling business. They call out the guns for being little shitheads and a really good promo from FTR. Really, they've always been, they've been cutting some really strong promos lately. This time, uh... Dax taking a back seat and Wheeler taking the the role of the of the promo and he did good thumbs up. Here we go, yet another promo. It is Jade Cargill's turn. She's calling out any whack Canadian on the roster to challenge her next week in Winnipeg. Come on, Kenny Omega, let's go. Kick her freaking ass, take her title, or better yet, Chris Jericho. Both guys from Winnipeg. So, hope maybe one of them are going to come out, show her what's up, take her title away. That would be 
very fun. Now we have a trios match. It's Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Danny Garcia with the rest of the Jericho Appreciation Society versus Top Flight and AR Fox because he's not good enough to be in Top Flight just yet. I, I don't get it. Why can't why can't AR Fox be part of Top Flight? Anyway, moving on. Fox does uh, goes to work, hits a lovely double springboard stunner that was just mm, so clean. Thumbs up for that. Haggard sneaks in a cheap shot with a baseball bat. Jericho hits the Judas effect thingy, pins, and wins. Really good match right here. Seven and a half out of ten. Jericho Appreciation Society getting on the mic now. And bro, oh my god. I don't know what happened to... Uh, Daddy Magic's voice, but oh, just every time he speaks, it sounded so painful. It was so freaking funny, man. I love this man. (laughs) He's so freaking funny. Thumbs up. Jericho calls out the House of Black. The lights go out, but it's carry on my wayward son. So that hits the sound waves. So that means it's the elite. They come out and Don Callis calling Jericho the second best wrestler from Winnipeg. This fires up Chris Jericho. He's pissed. He's Chris pissed. House of Black appear this time. But on the screen, Malachi says, if you want the titles, come get them. And he does the whole disappearing act. They appear. They disappear. It's really cool. So they're going to have a triple threat trios tag team match. It's a mouthful, but it's going to be phenomenal. So that's going to take place next week. We got Tony Khan. He announces uh, Double J... (laughs) Jeff Jarrett is going to fight Orange Cassidy for the International Championship. So, I guess they're changing the name. Uh, North American Championship is what it's called. But now they're calling it the International Championship. Curious, what do you guys think? I, I, I'm fine with it being called the International Championship. It makes sense. I like that more than the Intercontinental Championship with WWE calls theirs. So, it is what it is. I don't really care. It's not a big deal. But the bigger deal is... This match is sponsored by Shazam. Rated R. Starts Friday. Now we got an emotional promo from Danielson. He is feeling the the effects of the Iron Man match, saying that he can't feel his hands. So uh, I have no idea if he's... He could very well be talking the truth right here. Regardless, uh, he says he's going home. So... Uh, do what you got to do, uh, Danielson. If this, I don't care. I don't just great promo right here. If it's real or not, I don't care. Just take care of yourself, man. There's more important things than putting on banger matches, but yeah, uh, great promo. Thumbs up. Kind of scary though. I hope he's okay. Now we got John Moxley and Claudio with Wheeler Yuta versus the Dark Order. It is Johnny Hungy and Alex Reynolds. So Mox and Hungy trading some st- some stiff shots and counters. Hungy laying in some stiff knees to Moxley's head. Looked very, very comfortable. <laughs> Moxley locks in a choke on Reynolds and he is forced to tap out. The Fight Club pick up another victory. Good fight, man. Really good fight. Uh, very impressed with Moxley fighting so soon after his ridiculous death match with Hangman. So we see Hangman earlier. He's all banged up. He's not cleared the fight, but here's Moxley just going right in. No, just another day. Put on the work boots and put on another freaking great match, like a solid fight again. Uh, seven out of ten. Thumbs up for that. Moxley and Claudio keep beating down the Dark Order after the bell. Evil Uno and Hangman come down for the save. Hangman stays in the ring like a crazy man. He gets uh, absolutely dogpiled by the Blackpool. Gets his ass kicked. Referees pour out. Crowd chants, let them fight. 
And yes, absolutely. I'd be down for Dark Order versus Fight Club, but can we let Hangman move on? Like I'm I'm Dunyan Rings with Hangman versus Moxley. I'm I'm good. Like I'm I'm completely satisfied. I'm more interested now with the Evil Uno versus Moxley and the Dark Order versus Blackpool. I'm much more interested. Let Hangman move on to other different things, please. That's please. Now we have The Acclaimed. They are met by Daddy Magic and his ridiculous voice, also with Angelo Parker. They know at heart that The Acclaimed are sports entertainers and should join the Jericho Appreciation Society. The Acclaimed laugh hysterically and walk away. So that sports entertainers thing is freaking hilarious. I love freaking Daddy Magic, man. He is one of the... One of the best. <laughs> that guy is so funny, man. Oh, man. Now we move on to the big old main event. It is Powerhouse Hobbs versus Wardlow for the TNT Championship. So earlier it was made a Falls Count Anywhere match, and boy howdy is it ever. This fight begins in the backstage area. Hobbs gets out, uh, gets put through a real fake wall inside of a trailer a truck trailer thing so it looked fake as hell you could see it coming a million miles away but i still fucking i popped for him crashing through the wall because they just went all at it you can see how fake that real fake wall was but i popped for it so thumbs up for that wardlow nails a gorgeous swanton bomb through a table i mean the dude is so big and he hits it so good a thumbs up beautiful and then QT Marshall decides to get involved in this. He attacks Wardlow with a chair. He and Hobbs toss Wardlow off of the stage. He bonks his head on the platform he lands on. Looks fucking terrifying. And Wardlow is down and out. That's also a thumbs up, by the way. Wardlow cannot answer the 10 count. And there is a new TNT Championship or champion, blah, blah, blah. it is pup, 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 powerhouse Hobbs. He finally claims the TNT championship. Fucking very good brawl, man. Gave me that, like, oh, man, just watching them fighting in the backstage area gave me that. When I used to play these shit out of SmackDown versus Raw back in the day on PS2 and those old Here Comes the Pain and all that, and those old school, I used to play those uh parking lot brawls and all that i just got so nostalgia it just made me think about those they were using pretty much everything and anything that they could that was in range backstage really enjoyable and um yeah i'm, I'm a little bit surprised that the title has been changing hands a lot recently but yeah man Hobbs finally has it can he hang on to it though hopefully i'm hoping for someone to have a, a good run here with the tnt championship seven and a half out of ten really good brawl I like I said, man. I'm getting a little bit gassed out with uh, the best friends versus Double J and the whole crew there. That's kind of been going on a little bit too long for my liking. So I'm hoping we wrap it up here with a final match with Jarrett versus Orange. Let's let's end it and move it on, please. Also with Moxley and Hangman. Let's let's put a let's stop. Okay, they had their death match. Hangman won. Let's move on. I want fucking Dark Order versus Blackpool, and they can brawl. That'll be a good time. I don't care who Hangman goes on to fight, but someone else, please. Someone else. Someone else. I'm someone else. Whoever that is. Strong wrestling throughout and really strong segments. Great dynamite. Eight out of ten. Now we move to SmackDown. They are in Pittsburgh, baby. I like that. Strong. Always a strong pa uh, crowd from Pittsburgh. The Usos are rolling into the arena. Arena. Paul Heyman gives Jay a big old hug. Jay doesn't like this. He wants to talk to Roman. Yeet. 
Now we move right into a fatal five-way match. It is Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus versus Carrion versus Xavier Woods versus L.A. Knight. Yeah, for for a shot at the Intercontinental Championship against Gunther at WrestleMania. So the match goes on. It's good. Uh, Everything's going well. Kind of your standard five-way match, WWE style. But uh, the ending gets kind of botched here. Xavier flies into a brogue kick, but it misses, like, really badly. Like, there's just... But it goes over to Drew McIntyre. He just kind of shrugs at Sheamus. Like, eh, whatever. (laughs) It it fucking happens. So, I don't know. It made me giggle. So, um, I'm going to let you guys get away with this one. Uh, Drew and Sheamus, though, they get a pin at the exact same time. So we have dual winners. It's Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Two referees show up for the pinfall. I don't know where the fuck that second referee came out of. Came out of nowhere, but he he was there. Uh, It was a good opening match. Um, The ending, like I said, kind of took away from it. But it was a good match. Seven at that. Now we got Paul Heyman. He is being interviewed by Michaela. He admits that he's a little bit nervous about the matchup of Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. He feels like, I don't know, the the matchup style doesn't uh, bid well in Roman's favor, I guess. I don't know. It was an okay little segment here with Paul. Now we move to Drew and Sheamus. They're arguing about who won the match backstage. So uh, heat is building up right here. I, I, would, I want a triple threat match. I mean, that's the money match. Either or, whatever decision they go with here, I'm going to be happy. One-on-one, Drew, Gunther, Gunther, or Sheamus, both would be good. But I am I think the triple threat would be the best. You can have weapons, and yeah, it would be carnage. It would be carnage. Absolute carnage. And now we have Rey Mysterio is being announced as the first inductee for the 2023 Hall of Fame. I'm a little surprised that we are just getting the first announcement for this. We're only a few weeks away, I feel like. Better get going on that. So, Rey Mysterio getting inducted, even though his career is still going. A little bit weird, but great induction. I mean, obviously, Rey Mysterio is a first ballot Hall of Famer, so let's just get it done now. Why not? So, Rey comes out. Nice big applause and cheers for him. But here comes XCOM Dom with the Judgment Day to yuck all the yum. Dom is pissed off about all the times that daddy wasn't there. <laughs> Legato del Fantasma come out. They're really fired up. They want to have a fight right now. So we're going to have that. So it's Legato del Fantasma versus the Judgment Day. Ripley tosses poor innocent, didn't do anything wrong ever once in her life, Selena, into Legato. Things fall apart. Dom kicks Rey Mysterio in the face. He gets saved by Damien and then steals the pin for the win here for Judgment Day, really good work from Dom right here. I just, oh, he's such a little shit. Solid match overall. And Dom wants a one-on-one conversation with his poppy in the ring. He sends everybody away. Ray says it's cool, so they have a little one-on-one talk. Dom says that Ray should be inducted into the Deadbeat Dad Hall of Fame. Ooh, 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 ooh. get torched, Ray, get torched. Ray is absolutely devastated by this. He needs to be consoled by Legato. He needs a little bit of loving right here, y'all. So get on Twitter, send him some love and all that good stuff. You evil little shit, Dom. How dare you? I absolutely love it. Thumbs up, man. Uh, Dom Mysterio, dude. I I like this. I like where this is going. If we're going to have the big Legato versus Judgment Day, I still personally want the one-on-one match. Ray Mysterio versus Dom Mysterio for the mask, for the legacy, all that great stuff. Ladder. Mm, yes, but if this is where they're going, this is where they're going. I'm fine with it. Good good little after little segment here. Thumbs up. <laughs> 
Now we got Braun and Ricochet versus the Viking Raiders. Okay. So Braun absolutely just hums Ricochet over the ropes onto the Raiders. Just hilarious. I love that tag team move right there. Oh, man. Thumbs up. Ricochet eats a meaty forearm shot and just drops to the ground. Uh, excellent sell right there. Could have been real. He may have just gotten knocked out cold, but Ricochet is a phenomenal seller. So uh, just I'm just going to give him a thumbs up. Ivar with a huge sidekick. Again, ridiculous selling from Ricochet. Massive splash. Pins and wins. The Viking Raiders. Wow. Uh, big win right there. And that was a banger. Absolute banger of a match. I didn't see that coming. Ricochet was great. Loved his selling. Stiff performance from the Viking Raiders. And a really entertaining match. I, I've blown away. Really good stuff. Seven and a half out of ten. Gunther is showing Adam Pierce that he knows the difference between singular and plural. He says he was going he is booked to have a one-on-one -on -one match, not a triple threat match. So he tells Adam to uh announce uh who is going to have it. He's not going to fight two guys. So Adam announces that it's going to be Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus next week in a number 1 contenders match. So I still hang on to the hopes that it's going to be a triple threat, but we'll see. Now it is Charlotte Flair. She wanted to have a match this week because she's probably rusty as hell. So she decides she wants to have a match. It's going to be against Shotzi Blackheart. Rhea Ripley interrupts the match to watch. Flair with a spear, figure eight, and Shotzi taps out. Uh, honestly, sloppy match right here. Flair with a bit of the ring rust. She wasn't really strong herself and Sh Shotzi just wasn't good I mean I really like Shotzi I want I really want it to work out with her but whenever she gets in the ring she fucks shit up she's just not very good in the ring but yeah man the, the crowd was silent except for a couple of the woos Charlotte tried her best to get him going but yeah man not a lot not a lot of love for Charlotte Flair either eater thumbs down didn't like this and then Rhea and Flair share some words uh, really nothing exciting here. Uh, just not a good segment. Just, yeah, double thumbs down for, for both of this. The match and the and the moment after. Crowd wasn't into it. Now the Usos come out to the ring now at 600 days as tag team champions. I, I wow, very impressive. Jay answers why he betrayed Sami Zayn yet again. Simply put, he says family first. It's He's always going to put family first. Sami Zayn is not family. So, I mean, okay. So Cody Rhodes arrives. I must say, he looks phenomenal. What an outfit he is wearing. He's got the little chain with the fucking little vest thing. Oh, God, I would do, again, I would do horrific things to look like that. Ah, great look. Anyway, Sami Zayn comes out of nowhere, jumps the Usos. Cody and everyone brawls. I mean, I mean, well, Cody and Sami, they brawl with uh, each other their friends right now against the you get what i'm saying all right okay uh the good guys stand tall and the show ends solid smackdown overall um i just have to say most importantly out of all this we gots to get la night on the wrestlemania card how is this guy not the the host how is he not in a in a feud right now with the miz i mean that's money LA Knight is over right now. He's very popular. You gotta get this guy on Mania. He doesn't don't don't ha he doesn't even have to wrestle. Just get him out there doing yeah. Do something funny with the Miz. Let's get that going, please. And uh dude, the women the SmackDown women's division. Even with Charlotte Flair not getting much of a response at all from the crowd. And it's not the crowd's fault. The Pittsburgh crowd was good. They were responding to other things. It's just it's not good. The SmackDown women's division has been weak as hell. Like, ugh, 
I, I'm, I'm feeling, I still feel good about the match itself, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. I, I'm the way that it's leading up right now. I think it's going to be a dead match. Like crowds just not going to be into it unless, unless Rhea wins. If Rhea wins, there should be a response for that. But I think the crowd is a little bit antsy or a little bit nervous that Charlotte is just going to win again, and that's going to be dog shit. So. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about that. But I thought the show was pretty solid overall. Six and a half out of ten. Now we finish with the final show of the week. We got Rampage. They're still in Sacramento. Uh, Starting off with Sammy Guevara versus Action Andretti. Andretti nails a very long distance splash on the outside to to, uh, Sammy Guevara through a table. I mean, again, I don't know why that's not, like, disqualification technically it's a weapon but i don't give a shit it was awesome thumbs up garcia runs down pushes action off of the top rope the ref doesn't see it guevara hits the gth for the w uh solid opening match really crazy speed and athleticism like both of these guys are out of control with that young they're stupid okay they're ridiculous but uh, i was a little bit underwhelmed with the match uh i felt like randomly they were doing like rest holds which why why are you doing rest holds that just doesn't really fit in for the repertoire i was expecting more high flying stuff yes the incredible dive through the table fantastic but yeah i was a little bit underwhelmed it was was not bad whatsoever but i was kind of expecting a banger right here but solid match still solid now the acclaimed uh out there with daddy ass versus couple of fantastic names right here. I have no idea who these dudes are, but they're fighting Starboy Charlie and Jack Cartwheel. Just let that resonate for a moment. So we get a really funny rap from Caster. Thumbs up. Made me giggle. And then the acclaim, they win the match. It's a squash match. It is what it is. Uh, then Daddy Magic and Angelo Parker come out on the stage. You could still slightly hear like the really haggard voice of Daddy Magic. So that's funny. They're just up there applauding. They didn't attack. So, honestly, this segment didn't need to exist, more or less. I mean, we could have had the rap and maybe just a different... I don't know. It just... Yeah. I don't know. A little bit of a filler segment here. Still pretty funny. Now we got Preston Vance with Jose versus Takeshka. So, I saw this one coming up this week. I was quite excited. Let's see how it goes. So, Jose saves Vance, putting his foot on the ropes. Takeshka blasts Jose with a forearm. How you doing? Takeshka wrestling absolute circles around Vance, catches him in a deep backslide for the W. So I really like the finish of this match, the ending with Takeshka just going nuts. Just, oh man, that was that was good. Really solid match. I was expecting, again, a little bit better, but not every match from Takeshka has to be an absolute banger, but it was leading there. I would like to see these two go at it again, but yeah, solid match. And we got a quick little segment backstage here. Uh, Swerve Strickland warns Keith Lee to watch his back. So uh, that rivalry is continuing onward. And we got a Mark Briscoe has an announcement to make at the Super Card of Honor at the end of March. There will be a Reach for the Sky ladder match for the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. Uh, Briscoe brings out the homies. It's the Lucha Bros. He announces that they will be the first entrance in that match. Oh my god, I just nutted all over the place. I, <laughs> that is going to be an incredible match. I don't even... It doesn't matter who's... Lucha Bros are in it. It's going to be insanely good. Only thing I don't know is, like, is Mark Briscoe giving up his titles? 
Uh, is he going to be in this match representing himself? So a couple of question marks still there for myself. Honestly, if anyone can answer those, that'd be very much so appreciated. But we'll find out in the coming in the coming weeks, I imagine. Uh, now it is time for our main event. We are returning to Riho versus Nyla Rose. Rose is out there with Maria Shafir. So these are two former AEW women's champions here. They had an old rivalry back in the day for the championship, and I liked it back then. Let's see how they do tonight. Uh, the 98-pound Rio gets the 200-plus-pounder Nyla Rose over for a Northern Lights suplex. I mean, the crowd popped hard for that. That was spectacular. Thumbs up for that. Maria interfering with the match. She keeps bothering Riho. Nyla goes for the powerbomb. It gets reversed. Rio with the roll-up for the W right here. Oh, man. That was a very entertaining, very good big versus small match. For the most part, those are quite entertaining, especially if, they, if there's a good chemistry. These two know each other. They've had matches before. So that chemistry was there. I really enjoyed it. You know, Nyla kind of playing with her food a little bit, and then the really nice comeback from Riho. When you look at Riho, you just look at her coming down on her, on her entrance. She's 98 pounds. She's tiny. And uh, you look at Nyla Rose. She's a beast. So you you um you don't really believe that Riho can do anything against her, but she makes you believe throughout the match. She's she's so good at doing that. So really enjoyed this match. Seven and a half out of ten. Rose and Maria beat down Rio after the match, and then the Outcasts come out. So that's what Ruby, Soraya, and Tony Storm are calling themselves now. They do the spray paint gimmick to Rio, and the disrespect over here. What is this crap? Everyone's getting spray painted, and that is the end of the show. I thought it was good. Seven out of ten, kind of your standard rampage. Like I said. Um, Maybe some of the matches on paper I was expecting a little bit more out of. Not, I, it's just that's a good thing. It's just my bar for AEW stuff is is higher than what I would be expecting out of WWE stuff. So it's just my bar is set a little bit higher. It's still really solid wrestling right there, but uh, I mean the acclaim stuff. It's good to have entertainment in there, and again. It's nice to see they get some local guys in there and Starboy and Mr. Jack Cartwheels. So, I mean, it's just in good fun. So, a solid, uh, good rampage. 7 out of 10, if I didn't say that already. Let's move on now to everybody's favorite segment. Again, I am just getting pounded day by day after with all the emails from wrestlers. I mean, everyone wants a part. Everyone wants to be one of the one of the three stars of the week. I mean, it's such a prestigious, coveted spot in all of wrestling. So, this was a really tough week, man. We had Revolution in there. Uh, some really just solid wrestling overall this week. So, we got quite a handful of shout-outs to give out. So, let's get into it. So, I want to shout-out the Thon versus Dijak at Roadblock. Fun little bit of a street fight right there. Very enjoyable. Dijak... Super underrated. That guy can put on a great match always. And I think one of the best performances right there, if not the best performance from the Don. So if you're interested in a solid little street fight, good one to check out. Another shout out Perez versus Satamura. Another one from Roadblock. Good, uh, really good performance from Perez. She did look extremely nervous out there, but she gets it done. And Satamura, the final boss, God, I love her. She is such a treat to watch, so stiff, and she doesn't fuck around with anybody. She'll beat the crap out of anyone that is put in the ring with her. Solid, really good match right there. 
Ricochet and Braun Strowman surprising me with a really good match against the Viking Raiders on SmackDown. That's worth checking out. Uh, really, really liking the Braun Ricochet team. I really grown on me. Really, 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 really. Now another shout out: Rio versus Nyla. We just talked about that. Loved uh, the return to that rivalry, and it's still there. Like the chemistry, Riho will make you believe in her. The 98 pounds, forget about it. She fights like a freaking titan. She's awesome. And then this one was tough. It doesn't make my cut for the three stars, but the 60-minute Iron Man match, MJF versus Brian Danielson. Only reason why it doesn't make the cut, because it's just a match that I would probably never watch again. It's a 60-minute Iron Man match you know, one and done with me. Not really something I'm going to come back and watch. I enjoyed it in the moment, but yeah, that's kind of the main reason why I didn't make the cut. It was still great, but like I said, not everybody is in for a 60-minute Iron Man match. I think um, in terms of Iron Man matches, uh, excuse me, there it is. It was good. I thought it was a great Iron Man match. So, we move to the official, the prestigious, the thing that everybody wants, the three-star awards. Third star goes to Jungle Boy versus Christian in the burial match at Revolution. Really, really entertaining match that I love the feud between these two. The hatred in that match was just so just there in that match you could feel the hatred thankfully i mean it could have been a different story someone could have got seriously hurt in that match that one moment where christian almost decapitated jungle boy with a shovel so that almost happened i liked uh, aew's version of a buried alive match quite good second star goes to the elite versus the house of black another match at revolution great trios match i mean i love the house of black uh mostly brody king i i like malachi and buddy but brody is my dude and i missed him so much and oh man he doesn't skip a beat uh reminds everybody why he is so freaking awesome the face paint the match was excellent and yeah definitely worth your time to check out and the first star goes to John Moxley yet again versus Hangman, the death match at Revolution. This is an all Revolution three stars, so I don't know. I think it's definitely worth your time to check out Revolution. If you didn't, you can check out the review that I did on it last week. If you're not convinced to watch the whole thing, you can check out my quick little uh, under an hour review of it anyway, 40 minutes or so anyway. Uh, first star, Moxley Hangman. They, f- I, I'm hoping that that rivalry is over. I'm, I, I'm good here. Like that's, that's good enough. You had your match. Hangman gets the victory this time around. But oh, what a war! They got, they got lots of stuff. They got bricks. You got the barbed wire, blood. It's all in there. The hatred. Very good performance from them. I, f- as far as I can remember, I'm thinking that this is my favorite match that these guys, these two, have put on overall. Worth your time to go check out. But if you don't like blood, don't watch it. Okay, but. That is the first star of the week, and that is the weekly recap for the week, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. You're, you're fantastic. You make it all the way through. Thank you so much. If you want to check out some more content, you can go over to the YouTube channel, GamerGX Videos. I am playing Detroit Become Human over there, so double upload Saturday. Two episodes have gone up there today, so you can go check that out. 
And this Monday, I feel like I'm going to be doing a Metroid Dread review for that. So there will be a, a gamer cast this Monday. Last week, I didn't get to do one. So extremely excited to do one for this Monday. So be on the lookout for that. That should be a good time. And as always, thank you so much for watching. You can leave a comment if you have any wrestling, hockey, or video game questions. You want to be a part of the show. Leave a question. You can send me a message on Twitter, YouTube, email me. All the links are down below. And if you want to be a part of the show, send me an appropriate comment. Don't be crazy or anything like that. And I'll make you a part of the show. And that'd be a lot of fun. So we'll be back on Monday. Thank you so much for listening. You're fantastic. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. And we'll be back again soon.